Welcome back to the Mountains and the Sea. This is Christy. And I'm Josh. And we're so glad you're back with us today. Today, well, we don't quite have what we told you the last time. Well, things change and we adjust. (laughs) And we recorded the Exodus episode like a month ago because we recorded it before we recorded the episode for originals. You're really destroying a lot of the magic of this podcast. (laughs) I don't think that I'm destroying anyone's illusions at all. Well, it's not that we don't have what we promised. We just rearranged some things to make it make a little more sense since we we recorded the Exodus album episode. Yes. We don't have everything that we promised, but we have lots of great stuff. Sure. So today we're going to talk about the Get Wild Maxi Single. Yes. A rehearsal of Get Wild by Prince and the NPG. The Latin Mix. Then we have one, two, three versions of Superhero. Right. One from the Blank Man soundtrack, Earth, Wind, and Fire, and an unreleased version. Yes. And we have an early version of The Exodus Has Begun and an unreleased song, It Takes Three. Right. Yeah. And uh, then in the next episode... We'll cover a large number of things that we had planned to do all in this one episode. It just turned into way too much, uh, unless you want to have a three-hour podcast, yeah, no. which some people seem to like. Um, some people do. I don't want to edit a three-hour podcast. <laughs> I love you all. That is more of a time commitment than I am able to spend. I don't want to sit here and talk for four hours so that you can edit it down to three. Fair. Fair. All right. So today we're going to talk about first the Get Wild Maxi single. It was released April 3rd, 1995, two weeks after a three track single for Get Wild. Yes. And a one week after the album Exodus release. I'll tell you one th- since we're covering 1994, 1995 Prince material. Yeah. There is one thing about this era that is certain, and that uh-huh. is that he loved himself some Get Wild. Yeah, yeah. Because yes. we are, we also haven't mentioned it was also on the Preda Porter soundtrack, the Ready to Wear soundtrack. Oh, we did mention Alma. that in the Exodus yeah. episode. Um, so but it yes. was released there. It was released on the Exodus album. We've got a six track maxi single that was released, an NPG Music Club MP3 remix called the Latin remix or the Miami remix, and then the rehearsal or demo that you're talking about. That's also circulating. So I can't name another song during this era that had so many studio versions and mixes and that kind of thing. So this is a biggie. Yeah. Well, he liked it because it's fun. Yeah. Oh, and the cologne. And the cologne. I think it'd be difficult to do a podcast covering a a, a cologne (laughs) named after a song. That they don't make anymore? Yes. Yeah. It'd be hard to get your... It might be a little... hmm. Uh, (laughs) It'd be a really short episode. It would be really short. And even if you get it it used, I don't know what the market is for used 20-old... 20 year old cologne uh yeah i i don't know you're as with new cologne you're probably paying more for the bottle than you are for the liquid (laughs) inside fair fair all right shall we look at the maxi single packaging yeah so what we have is the u.s release and it was in one of those slim jewel cases i don't think they make these anymore I think everything is like a digipack now. Yeah, everything's cardboard. Yeah. Which is probably more environmentally friendly. For sure. That's fine with me. Yeah. I'm okay with digipacks. Mm -hmm. The only thing I wanted to point out about the maxi single cover that I thought was cool was the eyes that are in the artwork. Really, the only piece of artwork. Everything else is tight. But those eyes are the same eyes, and they are Prince's eyes. From Purple Rain. They were painted oh, on Prince's yeah. bedroom wall. They were in the videos. They're inside the artwork for especially Purple Rain Deluxe. They're used in there. <laughs> I saw them as wings. <laughs> I'm glad you pointed out that they're eyes. No, those are eyes. Yeah, they are eyes now that I look at them. But I was wondering why Get Wild was flying away. Well, in your defense, they are like they have this terrible drop shadow and gradient in them that makes uh-huh. them a little hard to discern. But yeah, yeah. that's what they are. Cool. And yeah, and it just has the track listing and credits on the inside, the back that you can kind of see through. And it's just says get wild and kind of 
Fisheye lens. Fisheye, thank you. That's yeah. That's an excellent way to put it. I'm like, it's not really bubble type, but it looks puffy. Yeah, fisheye lens. <laughs> puffy <That's>... type. <laughs> and we've got a not secret welcome to the dawn message at the bottom of the inside cover too, which is you know. very typical of the era. Yes, because you know we reached the dawn with yeah, with the, the gold thing. experience. Yes. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Right, so you want talk- to talk about some music? Yes, I All absolutely right. want to talk about some we music. We better get started or we may never finish. <laughs> well, we might be talking about this era for a while longer yet. We definitely will be. <laughs> so track one is, now this is the second maxi single we've talked about during this era that has the tracks named as the mix name. It's not Get yeah. Wild Moneymaker Mix. It's right. just track one. Moneymaker. Money yeah. Wow, I just noticed it says on the inside of the album art that it's six minutes and one second, but iTunes disagrees. Oh. Six minutes and two seconds. Oh, wow. Yeah. Man. Uh, the album version of this song was four minutes and 34 seconds. I always like to look and see, well, how long is the album version? and How long is this remix? But this is a completely new piece of music. Yeah. Set with the lyrics and vocals that are in the released track. I mm-hmm. guess is the quickest and easiest way to describe it for me. Sure. Yeah. That's fair. I thought it was similar in sound to the more urban kind of remixes that were popular during this time period. Um, we kind of had that with Let It Go. Mm-hmm. And a couple of others we talked about where this is kind of a just a smooth, quieter. Yeah, it's kind of slow. A little bit slower, certainly more mid-tempo than mm-hmm. the album version. I also thought this version is a little quieter and smoother and more mellow. And all of that comes together to make it much easier to point out Prince's own vo- vocals where they yes. show up because they're less buried in music. It was ha- almost has a little bit of a porny like 70s porny sound to me <laughs> like and there that... was a poorly acted scene for about a minute and then this song started playing <laughs> yeah yes over yeah people doing stuff yeah yeah the first little part of the song where you can really tell that it's prince singing in the background with him saying shake your money maker yeah and get wild at the very beginning of the track before the lyrics start There's a little uh, falsetto, yeah, at the 28-second <laughs> mark. Mm-hmm. I never really heard in the album version, although it's oh, there, but because okay. it's, uh, it's was just, buried. yeah, it was a little buried, and it's more prominent here. And it, I don't know what exactly it is about this song that makes me like the song Get Wild a little bit more, because oh. it does highlight... I mean, Prince is all over the album and this particular song, and this one, this mix makes it even more clear that it's him. For sure. Um, I thought the uh, finger snaps that are prominent were kind of fun. Mm-hmm. It just gave, gave it again that kind of R&B vibe. Right. The rap was a little slower, and I thought it lost some of its charm for being a little slower. Yeah, the, like a song called Get Wild, slowing it down <laughs> seems like a little bit of a weird choice, especially to kick off a maxi single. Agreed. Yeah, I mentioned the Let It Go single. I kind of thought this, the new music that's throughout this song, pretty stripped down and was kind of on the chill, on the cool out tip, as mm-hmm. the Let It Go single might describe it. Mm-hmm. And also no horns in no. the song, which um, the horns are real prevalent in the album version. Right. <laughs> I didn't think of this until I was listening to it again. There's a lyric, the damsel is good and fly. Uh-huh. Well, the damsel's good and fly. Come on, baby. And I'm like, well... Surely that's a bug reference, right? Like the a damselfly. damselfly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or have you been watching too much Blue Planet with David Attenborough? <laughs> Maybe, but Blue Planet's all about the ocean. He mentioned damselflies last night. He did? Yeah, we can rewatch it. Oh. He did. Maybe I wasn't paying attention. That could be. That also happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty bug and uh-huh. it's kind of thought of as mischievous. I looked up to see if it had any like cultural references or 
Oh. Anything. It's not just fun with words it's, by Prince and the it, NPG. It could be, but I thought, what if there's a deeper meaning? I should know this. Well, and you no. came up empty? Uh, really, mostly. Okay. They're a little mischievous in pop culture. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, of all the things they refer to women as on the Exodus album, <laughs> damsel, damsel is not uh, the, the worst. No. That's for sure. And we had talked about polyvinyl acetate being school glue last time. Right. Which it is, but it is also wood glue. Okay. So that makes sense that he would say, you know, you keep your monkey high with wood glue. Okay. Because, you know, wood's a euphemism for an erection. Uh, yes. So, yeah, I, which I know you know that, but... <laughs> You were looking at me like, where are you going with this? Wait, what does wood mean? (laughs) Uh, There's a part during the chorus that Uh I thought when I first heard the song, especially the album version, that in the background they were saying, ah, shoot, or ah, S-H-I-T. Yeah. This version, the Moneymaker version, was the first time I realized that it's a sample or a repeating part where they're saying, aw shucks. Yeah. Aw shucks. Oh, I heard that the whole time. I heard aw shoot, and I thought that that was it for the longest time. Uh, Um, And I remember getting this maxi single and listening to it and realizing, oh, that's not what they're saying at all. It's aw shucks. (laughs) Aw shucks. There's a little bit of good old boy stuff in this song. Then we have Kirky J's Get Wild. Track two. Ooh, this is funky. Some yeah. funky bass. It's faster than Moneymaker. Yes, and I think is. that this song is improved when it is a little faster. I totally agree. The faster, the better. Yes. I agreed also. More upbeat, more danceable version of the song. It's got a persistent synthesizer in the background that, that is really high. A little like Black Sweat. Uh-huh. Did you write yeah, that down I, too? I, I did. Oh, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that um, that is sort of a hallmark of Kirk Johnson's work with Prince during oh. this period of time. Okay. Um, he had a lot of opportunities to work on remixes for Prince during this era and has got a little bit of a signature sound if you listen to this remix and then go and listen to the Purple Medley Kirky J's B-side mix, you'll start to pick up on those hallmarks. Okay. And this song has a lot of those. And that that um, persistent synthesizer lays underneath everything is yeah. part of that sound. Oh. For sure. Well, see, I mean, that's I'm not saying it bothers me. It oh, does, I didn't like it here. It, does, it gets to me a little bit in places. but Well, I thought it had, whereas Black Sweat didn't cross a line, this did. Oh. Like Black Sweat pulled it back just soon enough and worked it in just right that it got almost to the point of being irritating and then they pulled it back and this didn't pull it back. Okay. I think a little the opposite, like when it is in black sweat, it is almost ear drum shattering, but it doesn't last throughout the entire song. Maybe that's what you're saying. There are breaks. Yes. And in this track, it's there from, the zero second mark until the six minute and 37 second mark when the thing finishes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and I needed a break from it. Yep, and I think I it would have been more pleasant, more effective if we'd gotten a little bit of a break from it. You are right. I do like the mix, but it doesn't take a lot of twists or turns yeah. and pretty much stays the course after you've heard the first 30 seconds of this track You've really almost heard it all. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't go in a lot of different surprising directions. Yep. There was one other little thing I wanted to mention about even Prince's rap part, which you mentioned as part of the Moneymaker mm-hmm. mix. This happens at like three minutes and 23 seconds. The music doesn't take a different turn or breakdown. So Prince's rap can be in the forefront. It's just, it just keeps going. I'm like, hey man, Prince is rapping. Take a break. <laughs> Tone it down a little, man. Yeah. This was the first track, too, at like four minutes and 46 seconds that we get. And we had this in the Moneymaker version, too. We didn't mention it. We've got Prince background vocals where he says something like, woo, we're going to turn this mother out or uh-huh. 
take this mother out or make this mother out, and I can never figure mm. out what he was doing with the mother to take it out. Uh-huh. Oh, baby, I'm, I'm so sorry. I, I didn't mean to grab you by your hair like that. But... Where Sunny T is talking about, oh, I'm sorry, baby. I didn't mean to grab your hair like that, which I uh-huh. also do not like. No, I don't like it at all. Uh, I don't like it. We'll get there. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, there is this kind of repeating Prince background vocal there that I could not make it out even when Sunny T is done with his little dialogue part at about five minutes and 43 seconds. You, you get a chance to kind of focus on Prince's background vocals. <laughs> Still cannot make it out. Take, okay. make, get. Something. I don't know. I gave up. I okay. only listened to it like 48 times. Okay. Well. If I had only stuck around for 50, <laughs> maybe I would have figured it out. I appreciate your commitment. All right. And then we have the club mix. The club mix. Five yeah. minutes and 42 seconds. Yes. You probably will not recognize this because we have not covered the NPG's first album. Uh, but the song starts with this, come on, y'all. Sample, uh-huh. and that is used on Gold Nigga, the first NPG album at the oh, end of okay. Black MF in the House. Okay. Same sample is used here as what's oh. used on the end of that song. So cool. it was kind of a neat callback there. On this one, too, at like 17 seconds, just these different mixes make it easier for me to hear Prince's parts a little bit more. At 17 seconds, you can hear him say, Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a little falsetto voice at the... Yeah, it's And fine. it's present on most versions of the song, but I noticed it the most on this one. Okay. And then we broke our rule of not discussing our opinion. <laughs> well, we didn't talk about our opinion. I take that back. We didn't break any rule. We followed right. the rules. But we talked about pieces of other songs that we heard in this one. Right. So I'll take one and you can take the other. Okay. I won't I... steal your thunder. So mine was at 20 seconds uh-huh. when the bass kicks in. It's almost identical to the bass line from the Max from the Love Symbol album. Oh. Okay. It's kind of this dun 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 dun. Yes. Okay. Dun, dun, so, and that dun, dun. that is actually the epiphany that I had this morning. Oh, okay. And I think I talked about it when we covered the love symbol that that bass that do 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 it's a little bit slower, but it's part of Sexy Back by Justin Timberlake. Oh, really? Yes. That's like his part of the chorus uh-huh. is uh, go ahead, be gone with it. Do you know, I think I have to admit, I've never once heard that song. Oh, it's actually, well, I mean, you've heard that part of it. Do you like that little bit? You would like <laughs> yes. that song. Yes, I like that little bit of it. <laughs> you we even I... saw Justin Timberlake in concert with some family of yeah, ours, which was great. Yeah, then you at least heard it once. Did he play it yes. there? Okay, I don't recall. It's like his Biggest hit. It came out in 2006. Yes, I have heard of it. I have not heard it. You've heard it. You just don't realize you've heard it. I don't know. You underestimate the amount of things (laughs) that I haven't heard. You have a vast experience with Prince and a much shallower experience with other... Well, with JT, yes. (laughs) I would argue there are other people I listen to. Okay. Anyway, yes. Yes, so that that bass part from the Max Uh is... It's picked up very, by... Very, very, extremely similar. It okay. might be a Vanilla Ice Queen situation. Yeah. With the... Yeah. Well, Prince's song goes... Dun, 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 but mine goes... Dun, 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 dun. Uh-huh. Totally different. Yeah. Totally different. I might think, I think it might be the other way around. Like there's a little bit extra... There's like a note extra in Prince's and a note left out of... Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Cool. So, you can definitely hear it in the club mix of Get Wild. Yes, for sure. And then you had your yeah. little discovery. So there's like this little like plucky part. Uh-huh. And I'm like, what is that from? It's from Billy Jack Bitch. It is. It's at the one, the first time I heard it was like at one minute and one second. Okay. The first chorus. There's a little yes. keyboardy high pitch thing that is like the verse for Billy Jack Bitch. Yes. I was like, that's 
sounds so familiar. What is that? Yeah. I had a lot of that with this song. I'm like, that sounds uh, so familiar with yeah, the, with just this that mix. sounds like sexy back, which sounds like the max, which sounds like this get wild club mix. There you go. They're all related. There's some nice record scratching. I think we talked a little bit about this with uh, when we covered Exodus, especially with the Exodus has begun the original or the version that ended up on the album. There's some record scratching that's a little too prominent to me. Okay. On this version of Get Wild in a minute and 28 seconds, there was some record scratching that I really liked. It was kind of a bit subtle, but not in your face, but kind of added to the fun and like, oh, there's something else they threw into this to make it more wild. Mm -hmm. And I thought it worked. Yeah, I thought so too. Mm -hmm. I thought the rap was the right speed here. Yes, because yeah. it's just over bass and drums. You get kind of a dropout of all the other stuff that's it's going on. And faster. His, his voice takes over. Yeah. It's short and see too. Versace got it going on in the gold mesh. Once you try it on tonight when you get dressed. And why's the only aroma that my nose I see? I'm with you. Yep. And then we also have his woo, take, make, turn this mother out at the end. Uh -huh. Also repeating. I don't know if you heard that. Oh, baby. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to correct you by your like that. And then my my last note on this one was no horns again. Yeah, which is an interesting twist. Yeah. So I, I appreciated it. You know these these first three versions were all different. Mm -hmm. They might have added a thing or two, or at least a different take on the original. So I thought that it was nice to have them in a collection like this. Yeah. I feel like I got my eight dollars worth out of oh, this maxi good. single oh, that good. I bought in nineteen ninety five. Well, back then you had to work like three hours to earn $8 after taxes. So. That is true. <laughs> that is very true. It was not an easy thing to buy. <laughs> no. All right. Then we have Get Wild in the House. Yes. This was featured on the 1995 Fashion and Music Awards. I did not know that. Mm -hmm. It starts with a sp some Spanish. Oye, mijo. Ven aquí que te tengo que decir algo. Oye, tú estás bien bueno. And a really strong club beat yep. and the very, very 90s go, go, go chant. Yes. Yeah. My first note on this track was I'm not normally a fan of house mixes and in particular the go, 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 uh -huh. go, go, go. But go, 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 go. I thought on this track it kind of works. And yeah. this track is a little bit of a guilty pleasure of mine. <laughs> I like it a lot. Oh, I like it too. I, th I thought that you would love it once we had the revelation oh, yeah. of your secret love of house club music. Uh-huh. Well, and I thought this sounded way more like a club mix than the club mix. Yeah. I'm like, this should be the club mix. I saw it as like house music, though, too. If you listen to house remixes, yeah. it's got that kind of... Yeah, that sounds like a club to me. Thing. I just think of like a club with like flashy lights and lots of people who are high. <laughs> More like a rave. Yeah, that go, go, go chant by Prince is there. And I'm pretty sure it's him saying it. Um, which is kind of cool, is there behind every chorus of the song mm -hmm. uh, in this version yeah. of it anyway. It's fun. Yeah. I didn't miss the aw shucks. I don't mind the aw shucks in the other versions, but it was absent from this one. I, I didn't don't miss it. know why it's there, I guess, because it's in the album version too. Because it's Prince doing his Muggsy voice. Aw shucks. Do you think it's him? Well, I don't know. I thought it was. It sounded like a sample from something else to me, but maybe you're right. I don't know. I also did not miss it. Yeah. Did you catch after each chorus? First time is like a minute and eighteen seconds. You can hear Prince in the background going, "Ooh, baby," or he's going, "Ooh, ooh, shake it, baby." Shake it, baby. Oh no! And then white, black, Puerto Rican, everybody just, just a, a freaking from uptown. Is in behind almost every chorus here, you get a little bit of uptown. Oh, I which is really cool. That is really cool. I did not catch I that. that was I'm a glad very you pointed cool, that to me. Very, very cool addition, and it's only in this version of the song. It's not in any of the other remixes. Very cool. There's a breakdown at like two minutes and fifty four seconds that's just bass and drums, and there's a whistle in the background that Yeah, there was like a, it was like a referee or a traffic yeah. cop. Yeah. It was cool at first. Yeah. And then it got 
pretty tiresome pretty quickly. Yes, it would have been fine for a little while, but that's the only part of this particular mix that I did not like or that I, once you hear it, then that's almost like all you, all you hear. Is and it I'm like, like cowbell? Well, a little bit. <laughs> and especially if I'm listening to it out on a walk, I'm like, am I jaywalking? Who's chasing me here? What am I doing wrong? It sounds like somebody's trying to track me down and mm-hmm. get my attention. I wasn't wild about that part, but I was very impressed revisiting this version i thought this was this this uh maxi single i thought this version of it was pretty cool yeah uh that there's the nasa countdown yes. reused from space or it's a it's maybe similar. from the same collection yeah, same collection of uh countdown we got samples nasa yeah we can maybe we could work those in yeah, here you know what this song needs this is a good rocket launch countdown <laughs> <laughs> it works. It's fun yep. as this thing kind of gets more frantic as it progresses and gets a little louder. It's like an instrumental coda at the end that goes on for a couple minutes. And uh, that those little things I thought were kind of fun at the very end of the song. Right. It was missing the Versace rap. Yes. Which I thought was interesting since it was at the Fashion and Music Awards. That That's they, true. You'd think that would fit pretty you'd well. you think that the Versace rap would... Maybe it was specifically because it mentioned Versace and there were all these other designers there. Maybe. I just thought of that. Maybe. But it was also absent the rapey hair pulling bit, which I hate. I think calling it rapey is maybe a little too far, but it is mm, certainly, I don't know, it's very Zeke Elliott. That's what I think. That's who I think of when I hear this thing is someone who just does not understand the position that they're in and what they're saying and what they're doing and they act like idiots. Okay. Zeke yeah. Elliott being part of the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. I was... The running back who's always in trouble. Okay. That's good to know because I was not, I didn't know who that was. <laughs> Are you sure I don't that th- guy was on your fantasy football team? <laughs> I was just going to say, I don't know if I've ever drafted him <laughs> on my fantasy team. Well, don't next year because he does more than pull women's hairs. He pulls up their shirts in front of cameras Ooh. and had an incident with a security guard. Anyway, All yes, right. it, it does remind me of that kind of thing. It it's border, just like it borders I can't... on abusive and yeah. yeah, it's played off as not a big deal, which is very anti-prince, I think, for one thing. Right. So to find it on here, of course, it's a different person, you know, playing it out, but it's under Prince's direction. Yeah. All right. Then we have the Get Wild album mix. Yes. Which if you'd like to hear our thoughts on that, you can listen to our previous episode. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And so we're going to jump right past that to the Moneymaker Funky Jazz mix. Yes. Which is uh, mostly instrumental. Correct. So like the guitar and keyboards take over exactly. Prince's vocals, but we still have all the background stuff. So we have Aw Shucks, yeah. Get Wild, Yeah, yeah. some Spanish, yes we do. some Prince doing other background vocals, yep. Prince on guitar, but could find no information to back this up. But it sort of reminded me of uh, one of the most beautiful girl in the world remixes where okay. it's a guitar that kind of takes over for lead vocals. Right. I, I looked and I could not find any information about this particular mix, who's playing on it, that type of thing. My opinion counts a lot on this podcast, like at least 50%. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At, <laughs> at least. <laughs> Well, maybe at most also. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) At the three minute and 50 second mark, I made a note about a nice little keyboard clav part that's unique to this version. And there's a sample of Prince singing. There's a brand new high we know in the background. That's kind of this nice little unique part of this version of the song. superior to the moneymaker mix itself yeah i agree i mean i thought it was good and there were some space sounds there were some space sounds which is funny because there's not sound in space that's true (laughs) there's sound in spaceships in space that's true yeah we have but you're associations with space sounds (laughs) 
that all come from Hollywood, I'm pretty sure. Yes. Yeah. Very true. Overall, since we've got to track six out of six on this maxi single, I thought this is somewhat underrated of a maxi single. No, yeah, I think Um, it's great. I think it kind of goes a little, flies under the radar a little bit and prints them. And maybe it's just because Prince's work and his vocals are sometimes difficult to pick up on, but it does take the album version in a number of different directions. And I thought it was a worthwhile listen. So. That's all I'm looking for in a maxi single, and we got it. So I was pretty good with it overall. Yep. Then we have a rehearsal demo version of it. This um, is from, I believe it's from a bootleg collection called Into the Vault. That's where I found it. Yeah, demo is how it's labeled, but it almost sounds more like a live rehearsal studio recording with Prince leading the band, but also with a lot of samples. Like you can hear Prince singing the background vocals. It's not just a live version. It's almost like recorded live and then embellished with some additional stuff. It's kind of how I heard it. Yeah. There's an unfortunate dropout in the beginning of the song, yeah. which I, I'm sure you heard. Um, and I think that's just part of what we've got. It's like at the 21 second um, mark, there's a part of his verse that's missing. And if you ask me, I'm guessing that was probably intentionally done by a supreme collector who leaked a version, but oh. made it imperfect. Yeah. Exactly. Intentionally. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. There are horns present in this performance, which I think is nice to hear again. And again, it has a more moderate pace, though, that holds it back a little bit. Yeah. To me, it seems like it should be a tad faster. Yeah, I agree. I did like the kind of collaboration with the other people in the band as far as the singing goes. If you want to get real freaky, now's the time to try. It just really sounds like everybody's having fun. Yeah. Which I yep. really liked. I think anytime you get a version of a song that, I mean, we just experienced this with the release of originals. Right. It's fun to hear Prince sing these songs. <laughs> yeah, They're, like I mean, all I the time versions of, of that. Yeah, even he yeah. was asking, aren't you guys sick of seeing me and hearing me? And he was seemed at this period of time more interested in building this universe around himself where he could write songs and perform, but not have to sing and carry that weight and kind of hang out in the background. Yeah. I thought at the like two and a half minute ish mark, his vocal had some like fifties qualities to it, which was fun. All right. It was really good. And the rap must've come later. Yeah, because he didn't was, do it. It wasn't here. Yeah, yeah. I think he's singing it in the same style that Sonny T ended up singing. So okay. I don't know if it was kind of a vocal guide ish kind of thing. Because uh-huh. it did not sound like a typical Prince vocal song. You Fair. Know? I mean, it did not have a lot of range to it. It's very, it's a little <laughs> bit sing songy of a song, uh-huh. too. Yeah. But again, it's a chance to hear Prince sing a song that he didn't sing on an album, which is always fun. Yeah. Then we have the Latin mix. This is sometimes called the Miami mix. You are right. Yes. And I think Miami mix is a better term for it, personally. I agree. And I think the reason for that is Prince had opened a glam slam club in Miami. He spent a lot of time in Miami during this time and probably was influenced by the music of the, you know, local bands, that kind of thing. Right. Um, this didn't see the light of day until the seventh week of the NPG Music Club in its original form. It was released as an MP3. Cool. So, and I guess, as you can probably imagine, and you will hear, it has a very Miami, I don't want to say Miami Sound Machine, because that's, <laughs> I mean, Miami Sound Machine is named that because they, you know, kind of picked up on Latin culture in Miami. Right. But it has that kind of keyboard synth part, kind yes. of Santana-ish thing uh, added throughout, especially over the chorus, which actually I thought added a nice little twist to the song. Yeah. I thought, I thought it was too good. bad that, that was there not room on this CD for a seventh song. We've already got six. Why not add another one? <laughs> Just throw this one on there. Why Come not? on, man. Yes, there's the that that's why I think the Miami a Miami name on this is 
more appropriate because it didn't really kind of get to a quote unquote Latin bit. What I would consider being somebody who lives in South Texas, yeah, having a Latinx population here. Mm-hmm. Other um, than keyboards and there's some percussion, kind of well, Sheila ish kind it, of thing. And it didn't come in there. until like two minutes and 40 seconds, yeah. where we finally got some Spanish and these Latin sounding drums. Yeah. So I was like, well, when is it going to be the Latin mix? Well, that's where it sounds Latin, but it does. The when you call it a Miami mix, it makes more sense because of those synthesizers and things that yeah. really sounded that way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also thought that it had kind of the Miami style over Prince's rap too. There's yeah. the little uh, keyboard part that's over his rap at three minutes and 19 seconds in the song that made it also pretty fun. We have a couple of performances, one live and a video. Right. We're going to briefly talk about these. We're not big on videos for the most part. Yeah, I've never been a huge video. I'm not a video collector. That right. was never anything that really got... I mean, seeing people pretend to play instruments and make something more Unless conceptual. Unless it's the dolphin video, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's... Not my thing. <laughs> so he did a live performance of Get Wild on British television. Right. I'm not exactly sure where, but yeah. it was it was enjoyable. And I'll put yeah. this on our social media, which you can find on Twitter at TMATS, T-M-A-T-S podcast. You can find us on Facebook, The Mountains and the Sea, a Prince podcaster. You can send me an email and I'll shoot you a link to what I have at tmatspodcast at gmail.com. So the uh, announcer who was introducing him yes. was kind of funny, the beekeeper formerly known as Prince. I'm sure that was given to him to say. <laughs> I'm sure, that does not seem like funny. the kind of thing that Prince would allow. <laughs> it was very funny. Uh-huh. Yeah, because he's got his Torah Torah mask on. Yeah, he's got a, a scarf over right. his face. It's black on one side, white on the other. Yeah. Next performance that the Pixie of Paisley Park had to be smuggled into the building in a small tartan shopping bag. Featuring the beekeeper formerly known as Prince, New Power Generation. Maite has this kind of backwards bolero on. Oh yeah, you were the one that you <laughs> noticed that, like that she had red, it on like, backwards. Yeah, I'm like, and I'm sure it was intentional. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't unintentional. It'd be difficult to put that on. Yeah. <laughs> she had weird braids. They kind of reminded me of... The cover of Rave. Yeah, which was to come later. Yeah, Prince is playing bass, which is kind of fun. Yeah. I was trying to figure out, what is Sonny T doing? Prince has taken over the bass because that's his thing. He was there, like, sitting in the background, maybe just chilling. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever, man. Maybe he got put in a corner for pulling someone's hair. (laughs) I hope so. But uh, Tommy Barbarella gets a shout-out. He sure does. We sure like the Mm shout-outs. And then there's a video... Yeah, promo video for mm-hmm. Get Wild, which was kind of a, it was not a performance. It was a lip sync, right. instrument sync yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, but um, it was like a big party and the band's playing on stage and Maite has this wicked cool outfit on. Whereas in the live performance, I didn't really care for her outfit or her hair. She's got this like black outfit on that's laced up the back of the legs uh-huh. and across her behind and it's revealing but really cool yep yeah and prince is in <laughs> he looked like toad from mario oh i didn't i didn't make that connection because <laughs> he's got this great big giant red fuzzy hat on yes. and a red covering on his face and a yeah. white outfit and yeah. so i thought he looked like toad yeah it was difficult i mean you could tell if you were looking for him that it was him but yes. he was definitely more in the background yes maite tries to go somewhere and prince stops her and then later she sneaks into the place that Prince stopped her from going before and she steals the get wild perfume. Right. It's like Uh, stealing from yourself. Cheesy. It was cheesy. I did think the grab you by the hair bit was slightly less rapey in the video because he grabbed her hair and it was was a a wig wig. and he pulled it off. Yep. And maybe, you know, when you're in 
production and you're part of all of this, that's how you see it. But when you hear it on an album and oh, you haven't seen this video, it didn't come across great. No, it came across as, I just can't keep my hands off of you. I mean, like I you're, I can't control myself. As, yeah. I don't have the human capacity to <laughs> control my actions. All right. We're going to take a real quick break and we'll be back in just a minute with Superhero. I'm Josh. And I'm Skinner. And we host PredictoCast. On this podcast, we watch the first 10 minutes of movies we know nothing about and then try to predict what happens next. It's like very low-stakes gambling. We've covered movies with talking dogs, fake legs, sexual medical dummies, and Santa Claus. New episodes are released every week, and you can find us wherever you get podcasts or at PredictoCast.com. We predict you're going to love this show. So we're back Thank you for hanging with us through that quick break. Now we're going to talk about Superhero. All right. A song that Prince wrote was recorded first by Earth, Wind, and Fire. Well, Prince probably recorded it first. It was first released on Earth, Wind, and Fire on their 1993 album, Millennium. Right. Just an interesting name for an album in 1993. They were ahead of their time. Yeah, there you go. seven years. (laughs) Or eight, depending on who you ask. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So as far as the Earth, Wind, and Fire version goes, Prince's version, according to Prince Vault, actually was recorded in September 1992. So it was very much around the release of the Symbol album Mm -hmm. time period. The Earth, Wind, and Fire version really takes Prince's version and Earth, Winds, and fires it up a bit uh-huh. with uh, their typical horns yep. and that kind of stuff. The basic beat does sound very close to Do Your Dance, which uh-huh. is another mix that mm-hmm. we, off the Cream single that we mentioned uh, as part of Originals with Prince's remix of Martika's Love Thy Will Be Done. So I thought that was kind of interesting. If you listen to Do Your Dance off the Cream Maxi single, then listen to the beat of Earth, Wind, and Fire Prince's drum programming and I think vocal arrangement is what he got credited for. So it seems mm, like okay. the drums were kept in as Prince originally did them and they may have re-recorded some other things. So you can really date those things. Um, it's also not too far removed from the drums from My Name is Prince off the cymbal album if you listen to those yes, back to back. that's super fair. Yeah. There are some cool repeated words. They say lucky, lucky. and fight. Yes. And what's my name? Nobody cares. They were. What's my name? Don't matter. Nobody cares. Repeat all those things. Yeah. And then the final verse has this very earth, wind, and fiery, almost opera sort of quality mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. back up just a little bit too to like the one minute and 45 second mark when they sing listen to my band and there's a sample or someone says new and exciting (laughs) and there's a great little earth wind and fire uh horn part and then an actual guitar solo that's not on any other version of the song i thought wow it's sorely lacking and that's a great little part of earth wind and fire's version that uh, it's hard to imagine well why didn't prince include a guitar solo here because his version is actually much longer than this too so there was space for it Um, but i thought that was a nice little addition in in their version i had not listened to earth wind and fire's version of the song in probably 20 years yeah so it was fun to revisit yeah i didn't mind it so then a year later right it ends up a npg version ends up on the blank man soundtrack August 9th, 1994, that was released. And it had lead vocals by the Steels. Yes. The music is super fast on that version. It's super fast, and it has, again, this repeating guitar or uh, keyboard part that's like... Do, 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 do. And it sounded a little video game-ish to me. bugged me a little bit oh. this is it's a superhero movie it's a superhero movie i get it <laughs> nerdy superhero movie yeah i know it was, it was kind of you know 
poking fun at superhero movies. Yes. I get that it was a comedy. But I thought that this was kind of my least favorite version of this song, of the oh, three we're going to yeah. talk about. And while it's the Steels handling most of the vocals, I think you can still pick out Prince's voice every now and then in the background, which mm-hmm. is fun to do. Especially Listen to My Band, when that's sung, it's Prince singing in a falsetto voice. <laughs> And even in the line where they sing, give us what you give your brothers, then you'll understand. And Mm -hmm. you can hear Prince contributing to the chorus there too, I think. Yes. Let's talk a little bit about the lyrics. Okay. There's so much I can and will and want to do, but I cannot until I get through to you. There's so much I can and will and want to do. like who's he trying to get through to is it white people is it america is it society i'm not quite sure yeah this was kind of prince's calling at this point too to say i can be so much if you'll just give me a chance go back and listen to dolphin and that's yeah. it's more clear who he's talking to in dolphin i thought the lyrics are a little self-aware which is nice for an mpg song during this time period <laughs> uh-huh. you know saying no one's going to give me a break or even care what my name is so to be successful I need support, and I also need to give it my all. So it was a little bit of a recognition that I need the help of others to achieve what I'm capable of, mm-hmm. sort of what I read into the song. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't think these are super deep lyrics. They're no. They're maybe a little confusing and out of the blue at times. Like he's saying, lots of things have to come together for success to happen, including some luck. Yes, and I also kind of think it's kind of bouncy music, but I think it was really a commentary on what Prince saw it to be like to be black in America. Yes, also true. Yeah. It's an uphill battle. Yeah. I am lucky if I learn to read and write. Yeah. I am lucky if I learn to read and write. What's my name? Doesn't matter. Nobody cares. What's my name? Nobody cares. I understand you need me if you ever go to war. I'm like, ooh, there's some party-up vibes there. Yeah, that's very true. If I buy the goods, why can't I own the store? And then an obvious reference to slavery with 400 years of overtime. Right. So there's a little bit of Dolphin, a little bit of We March. Yeah. In this song, too, which yeah. is kind of fun. I mean, yeah. You forget all these things are you know, within a year of one another. Good calls. Thanks. Very good calls. Then we have Prince's version. Yes. Unreleased version that Prince himself did. This is the funky version. Oh, yes. And in my opinion, the best version of the three that we're talking about. Totally agree. Okay. It is by far the best. Um, and it's the most fun, too. I think yeah. it, it should be... You know, while the message can be serious, it's an upbeat song and it's kind of a fun song. Um, it's a jam, especially in this version. And I think here you can hear that it's him singing the intro part. Give us what you give your brothers, then you'll understand. Give us what you give your brothers, then you'll understand. He's almost singing like the Steels. It's almost like a vocal, vocal guide, guide for, for the Steels version. Mm. It's kind of how I saw this, which is interesting that a man in a falsetto voice would give direction to uh, what's basically a a family of women who sang background, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Where did this version come from? Do you know? I said earlier that the Get Wild demo version with Prince on lead lead vocals came from a bootleg collection called Into the Vault. I misspoke. It's from Blast from the Past 5.0. Okay. This version of Superhero came from a bootleg collection called Into the Vault. Okay. That's where this came from. Okay. Yep. Um, Was it this live? Because you hear... The audience applauding at one point. I think it's and then he says, "Turn the live." It's live in the same way that rock and roll is alive, and it lives in Minneapolis. Was live. live. It was you know made to sound like a live thing, and there's some back and forth between the band and the crowd, and turn down the house lights. Yeah, but no, I don't believe. I think it was a studio recording. Okay, 
We've mentioned a couple times on this series of our podcast, a bootleg collection called The Dawn that's a fan-made thing. Uh And there's a version of Race on The Dawn that's a fan remix, but Race blends into the end of Superhero here like seamlessly and awesomely. That's really cool. Um, So that's actually probably where I heard part of this version of Superhero first is on this glorious fan-made collection of songs but i agree with you it's just further proof that prince slays other musicians and vocalists there's there's i can't think of a song he gave to someone else that they just clearly did a better job than than he did right very very rare yeah it's not not often and this is not an exception to that rule it's great yes i think this was a part that i played for you as I was listening to this music in preparation, it's like the one minute, 15 second mark. There's this, the line of listen to my band and you can hear Prince say, well, and the band drops out and you can hear Prince's falsetto kind of in this breakdown part that the Steels sing in the release version, but it's okay. isolated just to Prince's background falsetto. And he's going doing this bada, 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 bada thing that I couldn't Uh possibly sing myself. And it's just really great. It's really a lot of fun. It's really, really cool. Yeah. And unfortunately, this, I think, is one of the only things that I haven't found a link for. Oh, to be able to share with people. So okay. I'm sorry. Well, you can hear clips of it on this very podcast. <laughs> That's right. The song ends. Did you hear what he's saying at the very end? He's singing superhero from outer space. Yes. Or superhero going, <laughs> going out of space. Going to outer space. Going out of space. Out of space is an alternate or kind of instrumental version of Space, that oh. is an unreleased track also. Cool. And it's believed that the song rolled into Out of Space in an initial oh, configuration. that's cool. So it's okay. very, very cool. That's pretty cool. All right. Then we have an early version of The Exodus Has Begun. Yes. From 39 seconds longer than the right. released version. Yep. I think mostly accounted for by sound effects and spacey sounds at the... <laughs> yeah. End of this version. Yeah. Yeah, it's not longer really musically or lyrically. Mm-mm. In fact, I almost didn't want to include it because it's very close to the release version, but it's so much less produced and doesn't have those record scratching sound effects and a lot of the additional things that are in the album version that just make it kind of this anthem of a mess. Yeah. Um, and this is a little simpler version, which I might almost prefer to the released version. Oh, okay. I thought there was some cool vocalizing at the 2 minute and 12 second mark. It was really fun. Horns. There's funny maniacal laughs. Gross mouth sounds. There's some gross mouth sounds. (laughs) I did. I thought you might be mentioning the same vocalization that I was going to mention from like one minute to one minute and 10 seconds. It's kind it actually is something that's in the released version, but there's so much other stuff put on top of it. It's hard to hear hear it, Mm -hmm. but you can hear Prince's voice and he's kind of doing this (laughs) kind of thing in Uh the, to the beat. And it almost sounds like an instrument. And he does it a couple different times throughout the song, but that's one point where I was like, wow, is that in the release version? And went back and I was like, oh, shoot, it's there. Yeah, but you can't hear it because he buried it. it. Yeah, exactly. So it's uh, this is still a song that's Prince in the pulpit preaching the good funk. Yeah. That's kind of how I summarize the Exodus has begun. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. They left out the dedicated to the memory of his royal badness bit, which is fine. Yes. There's a little less of the uh, talking parts over it that made it a little cheesy. It's a George Clinton Parliament Funkadelic kind of tribute thing. And we get to the end of the album version. And I think it kind of gets stepped on by the goofiness of the spoken part by Mm -hmm. 
Sunny and others. Uh, and this version doesn't have that. So yep. that's another reason I thought it was worth visiting. Cool. Yep. All right. And then we have one final track. One final track. This is an unreleased track originally intended for Exodus. Correct. It takes three. Yeah, unreleased in any form, and it's one of the first tracks recorded to be intended for Exodus with Sunny T on vocal. I didn't know that. That's according to Principal, that it was one of the first sessions of songs that were recorded with the intent that they be considered for the album. Um, Get some Prince Muggsy voice. Yes. It's just kind of fun. You do. Get a little bit of that. It takes three. Like at three minutes and 24 seconds, you can hear Prince doing background oo-oo-oo's, which mm-hmm. are always kind of cool to hear. But this, overall... this I'm glad they left it off. This is <laughs> a dude song, and yeah. it's not just a dude song. It's a rich and or famous dude song Yeah, because he's dreaming of a threesome. And then insisting upon it. And, and I'm like, making it sound like it's this innocent thing that it's, a, yeah. you know, it takes a village thing. Yeah, you, know, no. I, you, need a, you need a friend while I'm gone, which really rubbed me the wrong way. I had not listened to this in forever, and it will be forever before I listen to it again. Uh, I'm with you. I, this thing turns me off a I lot. liked the music. I did and like I the music. I don't like the lyrics Yes, at it all. would be great as an instrumental. It sounds yep. a little bit like the collection of songs that were put together for the old friends for sale uh the vault release in 1999 it has that kind of sound to it but yeah the lyrics are a Mm -mm. turn off there was one funny part okay let's hear it i could not find a funny part let's go let's go to the land of yes i will go let's go to the land of yes i will okay (laughs) It was just the way they said it. It was kind of funny. I'm like trying to find something positive. You go on, put your foot up on that windowsill. Oh, jeez. I just there's. So I, I, I think Sonny T is an awesome musician. I do not like him as a. Okay, I'll take that back. He's fine as a vocalist when it gets into spoken parts and things that are supposed to be cute and fun. He's supposed to kind of be this insightful figure of the NPG. Does not work for me at all. I think it comes off as He's really, really silent, dumb. He's supposed to be the silent Bob of Jay and Silent Bob, and I he guess. just comes across as. Uh, he's like Michael not. from The Office without <laughs> being funny. <laughs> yeah, and I tried to figure out, he said, if I can't get a witness, who will believe it's true? If I can't get a witness, who will believe it's true? I'm like, so he needs the other girl to watch so he can brag to his friends? I guess that's what that means. He's a dirty dog. He doesn't deserve her. I just felt like Mm -mm. this was a lot of reusing of Prince sayings, like, can I get a witness? And there were a couple others in the song that are things that Prince said as like asides and other songs that were kind of cool, seemed like spur of the moment things. And then they seem so contrived and planned with Sonny T. I mean, I can see him standing in front of a microphone reading lyrics and it just seems like it's being shoved upon him to do this. And it's just doesn't come off. (laughs) Or he's just not... He's fine speaking, but he's not very good at like reading and making it sound natural. Yeah, yeah. I think that's very fair. Yeah. And we've said this before when we do episodes like this, it's a little unfair to judge these unreleased songs. They're not meant f- to be heard. They were held back for one reason or another. And all these things that we're complaining about could be the reason that they weren't on the album. Well, so the one good thing we can say is they made the right choice. Yeah. Yes, I agree. All right. All right. So... Now is the time. We've covered all the music we're going to talk about today. Now is the time where we're going to make some selections. These are my rules. Josh likes to point that out. So I will tell you what they are, and then I will go first. We choose a time capsule, something that exemplifies the time at which the music that we're covering for that episode is recorded, or when it's released, it's up to the host that's selecting it. Yeah. The C, the S-E-A, the bottom of the ocean, the part that we don't like. Yes. Not that it's bad. It could be bad. It could suck. (laughs) Or it's just the thing that spoke to us the least. And then there's the mountain, the high point. Right. The thing that we enjoyed the most. So, the time capsule. The floor is yours. Let's hear it. For me, 
the Get Wild Club mix All because right. of the bell sounds and the Billy Jack Bitch sample. Okay, yeah. Made it really gave it very mid-90s sound to me. Awesome. Uh, I can't disagree. Okay. I'm going to pick a song we skipped, which is the album version of Get Wild <laughs> as the time capsule because it was just the center of this solar system of remixes okay. that, uh, you know, we've got, what, nine versions of the song that we covered cheating. here? Well, clearly, Prince thought a lot about this song to put it in so many places. The Preda Porter soundtrack that we mentioned, the Exodus album, to release it as a maxi single and bury the album version as whatever it is, track five out of six. To me, that is the time capsule. Okay. Um, that's the thing that... I think it's cheating, me- but I'll allow it this time. There's no cheating on our podcast. <laughs> I make the rules. I get to be the judge to decide whether it's cheating well, or not. You can call it cheating. I call it my selection, <laughs> and you're welcome to it. All right. Well, my C is the rapey bit in Get Wild. I oh, didn't the, mean at the to. Very end. Yes. I don't I, know, baby. I didn't mean to grab you by the hair like that, baby. You just looking so good. I just get to the point where I just wanted to scream at you. Uh. And I'm like, how dare she look nice in public? Yeah, and walk walk within arm's length of a man. Yeah, how dare she expect to not be molested? Sounds yeah. like a grabbing people by the privates part moment to me. So yeah. I don't like it. And every version of Get Wild that didn't have it made me happy. Oh, good. <laughs> so, so you found there some you go. joy. Um, I totally agree. That part just, it has not aged well at all. It reminds me of, it was just um, found out that a new release of Toy Story 2, did you read about this, has bloopers at the end. Then they removed some because oh. of kind of a Me Too issue oh, with the dear. prospector looking at a couple Barbies and saying, so is are you identical in every way? Maybe oh. I can get you a point in, or a, maybe I can get you a part in Toy Story 3. Gross. And they took it out and it just reminded me of this. It's around the same time period too. It's just kind of this, it was overlooked or maybe it was overlooked by men and um, a lot of people just weren't connecting like they do today. Well, we didn't have this collective. I can remember in the 90s having people talk like that to me or about me and hearing about it and yeah. thinking I was a little flattered because they would think such a thing about me. Oh, that must mean I'm attractive. Yeah. And now, you know, I know better. Oh, yeah. it, you know, now it's like, 16 no, it or 18. That you're in the vicinity of a possible yeah. predator. Yeah, you're allowed to look pretty in public. Yes, you are. Yeah. So what's your C? Or on our podcast, because yeah. you look great today. <laughs> oh, thanks. Um, my C, um, I, would, I could totally throw mine away and take yours on and support you, but since I made my own selection. <laughs> Please do. Although it's for the exact same reasons, it's, it takes three. <laughs> and the only reason I didn't choose that was because it was unreleased. That's, That's fair. the only reason. That's very fair. But I thought it was bad enough, even as being unreleased, to make it down to the C for okay. me. Bear. All right. The Mountain, even though it is unreleased, I liked Prince's version of Superhero the most. Everything is cooler when Prince does it. And it was, I enjoyed that song from start to finish. Yep. And it's longer by like three minutes than both of the other release versions. I would say Prince's version, top tier, then Earth, Wind, and Fire, and then the version that was released on the the Blank Man soundtrack. To sure. me. That'd be my order. But my mountain is the same. Oh, I picked yay. Prince's version, especially the last three minutes or so of the song where you get just this jam and then it starts and stops and it goes in different directions and just is a lot of fun. It's just fun. It's, it's more wild than get wild. And I think it just totally wipes the floor with the Earth, Wind, and Fire and the MPG versions that were actually released, which is a complete shame. Yes. Agreed. Dang. Absolutely. Woohoo! All right. All right. So, will you tell us what we're going to talk about next time? I sure will. And we- this time, I promise, we're actually going to talk about... what. We're going to announce it and then we're going to do it. Then we're actually going to talk about the things we're going to talk about. This is, this one's pretty set. We didn't realize that the, it wasn't set at the end of Exodus when we recorded it. True. Although we do reserve the right to change whatever we want. Well, we, yes, we'll probably add stuff. I don't know that we would take anything away. That's true. That's very true. Uh, So our next episode, which is our seventh 
on the 1994-1995 output by Prince. And we have at least insane. four, maybe five more. I would say probably five more. Oh, jeez. Um, okay. Just such an awesome period, it a is. cool period. There's Prince music all over the place. He seemed to disappear from the public eye, but was still all over the place. Um, you just had to look a little harder. So yep. next time, we're going to take a look at the Good Life Maxi single. We've got two different versions of Funky Design and two different versions of Mad to talk about. Uh, we've got an NPG version of Love Thy Will Be Done, which cool. is interesting since it just Prince's version just appeared on Originals. And we've got an MPG version, version coming up here that was uh, from a second configuration of Exodus. We've got a medley of Slave to the System and Acknowledge Me from the second configuration of Exodus. A song called Funky and a song called Proud Mary that was also from the second configuration of the Exodus album. Excellent. Yep. Excellent. It will be fun. So, you know, at least check out The Good Life before the next time so that you can enjoy us talking about the maxi single. And we are so glad that you spent your time with us today. We really appreciate it. We know that we don't just come on the radio, that you make a choice when you listen to us. And we appreciate it so much. If you like our podcast, do tell a friend. If you'd like to rate and review, that's always helpful. And I think with that, we are done. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. Forge audio. Dream it. Build it. Share it.